You're listening to the Cosmic Pirate Radio Show. Podcast number 14. Okay, so let me just do a little round of, uh, of introductions because we have three people with us tonight. We have on with us tonight Roger down in Florida. How are you doing tonight, Roger? Oh, wonderful. And special guest tonight, we have Dennis Bonaducci sitting in with us here. He's to my left right in the studio in Jersey. How are you doing, Dennis? I'm doing well tonight. Good. Welcome, welcome to uh, a, a warm welcome to Dennis. First time in the studio here, and uh, should be a good good cast. Our subject tonight, our main topic that we'll get to in a minute after some after some goofy news, which I think you guys might appreciate. Our main topic is going to be exorcisms, and uh, you know, sometimes they say that, like, if they're filming a spooky movie or doing something like that, that like ghosts will visit the set. I hope that we don't have anything visiting the set tonight while we're recording this exorcism podcast. Like things starting, to, doors starting to close. Eh, I don't want that to happen. Or Dennis like collapses on the floor and starts like swallowing his tongue in some fit of <laughs> uh, demonic possession or something, and I have to go like ex- either exercise him or call nine one one. I don't know <laughs> which it'll be. That's okay. I got my thermal camera set up tonight. Rod, you willing to help me through an exorcism if Dennis succumbs to uh, possession of some kind? Sure. Okay. Good. The power of beer compels you. The power of beer compels you. <laughs> uh, it propels me too. <laughs> it, it propels you. And we're drinking. And we are drinking beer tonight. All three of us are having. Dennis is dr- drinking a. a uh, what are you drinking again? I forgot what you're drinking. That would be a Pete's Wicked Ale. Pete's Wicked Ale. I'm drinking a, a Red Hook ESB, and Roger's got a, a Bass. You said right, Roger? Yeah, Bass Ale. I'm having a flashback here. Remember the one podcast we had the story of the woman that was stuck to the toilet. I just found the new story of a guy stuck to a toilet. There's a guy stuck to a toilet now? I hate when that happens. Yeah, there's there was a link, you know, saying a guy stuck to the toilet, but when I click on it, it brings me to a place that wants me to put a toolbar on. Like, <laughs> the no, no, them. No. I, I uh, the story that bad. The worst the worst that's ever happened to me is getting that red ring around your ass from sitting too long. Um, well, I usually don't look at my ass when I get off the toilet, so I'm just going to have to assume that <laughs> I, I had a red say, ring. Uh, does anyone have any funny news items? Anything they would like to say before we get into some uh, some news items that I have? Well, I'll get into your news items. Okay, the first one. Headline reads, an Australian man has shot his best friend in the buttocks. God, I hate when that happens. Does anybody... <laughs> Embedding shrapnel in his cheeks and sending him to the hospital. <laughs> The unfortunate man received a shot in the butt while out with his mate hunting pesky rodents to clear his South Australian property. Police believe the incident, which happened at Lock on the Eyre Peninsula, was an accident. The injured man was taken to the hospital to have shrapnel removed from his buttocks. Comments? Questions? Uh, not for me this time. Not that I can think of right now. Uh, I'd have to absorb everything that was just um, Absorb. Okay. absorbed. Yeah. Uh, next next news item here. An 11-year-old boy bit back by sinking his teeth into the neck of a dog that attacked him. Cool. Bad boy. <laughs> Local newspaper. It gets better. Local newspapers reported that Gabriel Almeida was playing in his uncle's backyard. I guess it's in South America somewhere. Uh, when a pit bull named Tita lunged at him and bit him in the left arm. Almeida grabbed the dog by the neck and bit back, biting so hard that he lost a canine tooth in the dog's flesh. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's better to lose a tooth than one's life, he said. I would have to agree. I think the irony of it is it was a canine tooth and a canine. Yeah, right? That's got to be a first for somebody to bite a dog back. Huh? Nah. 
No, I think it's. It, well, I've never bitten a dog, but I bit a horse. You bit. <laughs> oh, Roger, you do. You did work with horses for a while. You took care of some horses, right? I you had a, horses. You had horses of your own. Yes. Yeah, but we one should. Of, one of them bit me, and uh, well, bit me more than once. But the one day I said, "That's it. The only way he's going to learn to stop biting me is if I bite him back." So I bit him back. Never got bit again. <laughs> Where exactly did you bite him? On the neck. Did you draw any blood? No. What is it? What does a horse taste like, Roger? Uh, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> a mouthful of horse hair can't be good. No, it's not. In Science Daily, this is a bit of science news since Roger, Roger and I are interested in science a little bit here. Uh, they have found genetically distinct microbes beneath the ocean floor. Yeah, yeah. Microbes. Yeah, microbes, yeah. They're genetically distinct, meaning there are no other microbes like them on the Earth. And these guys live beneath, beneath the ocean floor, distinct from life on the Earth's surface, and they may account for one-tenth of the Earth's living biomass, according to an uh, interdisciplinary team of researchers. But many of these minute creatures are living on a gigantic time scale, which means... Is that how they weigh time? No, they're, they're on a geologic time scale. <laughs> regular, regular microbes can, rep- can uh, not reproduce, but divide every 20 or 30 minutes or something like that. These things are like every 20 or 100 years that they do this. So their geological footprint is a lot larger and they live a lot longer. You get it? Uh, Good. Not really. Uh, Bronze Age ancestors. Anyone hear about the uh, the cave in Germany where they found skeletons buried together in this one cave area? Well, they really weren't buried. They were just like they found them in this cave area. They they think that they were cannibals, but also the ancestors of these skeletons found in this village in Germany still reside in the village. They took DNA information from the skeletons, and then they took DNA information from villagers nearby that cave and found two people that shared the same DNA with these uh, Bronze Age skeletons. Is that wild? Yeah. That is very very interesting. Yep. This article uh, from Roger Boyas in Berlin says, The good news for two villagers in the Soze Valley of Germany, I think that's how you pronounce it, was that they have discovered their great, 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 multiply by a hundred grandparents, give or take a generation or two. The bad news is that their long-lost answers may have grilled and eaten other members of their clan. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Mm. But uh, it's kind of neat, kind of neat story there. You have to wonder about that if they're eating their relatives, because isn't that how mad cow disease came about, from cows eating other cow meat? Is it? Pretty sure, yeah. Because of the bl- it's in the blood, right? And it would just uh, get into the other the new cow's blood and spread? Something like that, yeah. But I was going to say, mad, mad cow didn't, disease didn't come from humans because it would be mad human disease then. That's right. Pardon the microphone noise. I'm just moving my mic around a little bit so I can face Dennis and have a normal conversation now that the news is done. Well, we're done with news? I haven't done any of mine yet. Oh, you got some good. Go for it, Raj. I was, I was just going to ask that question. Okay, well, I found a news article... That uh, tells of a guy that crashed his car, flipped it, and wound up on the roof of a house. Oh. Run that by me again. Uh-oh. What? Hold on a second. You gonna fart? No, there was music. And I don't know where it was coming from. Wasn't coming from here. Must be one of these uh, news articles I'm reading then. Yeah, it is. Hold on. I'm gonna have to do some editing, because I gotta try and stop this music. 
Oh, I see. It was on the webpage you were looking at. Uh, a little adver- yeah. advertisement running or something. I hate this that. This is where the paranormal Apparently. activities begin. I hate that. So this, uh, I'm sorry, Roger. This, this guy crashed his car and ended up on a roof? Yeah. Apparently he was driving on the highway and swerved and uh, overcompensated, then overcompensated again, hit a couple street signs, a, a gas meter, and a few other things, and somehow wound up on the roof of this house. Holy crap. On his own yeah. house? No, not his house. Some other person. This house. And the woman comes out. You know, she hears a crash. She comes out. And she's looking around, trying to find out what's going on. And finally, one of the neighbors says, "No, look up on the roof." And there was a, a Ford Taurus on the roof of her <laughs> Holy house. Holy crap! Wow. Was this? Was this, this? And the police think that alcohol may have been a factor in this. Wow. No, Gee, you don't you say. Think? <laughs> the funny thing about that is he, nobody even heard the horn. Oh boy! But. Uh, you see, I'm thinking that the house, the house was like probably like Dennis's house. It sits down from the road. If you drive by Dennis's house, you can actually see his roof from the street. I don't think this. How the hell is a car going to jump onto a roof of like even a one-story home? It, it, that's yeah. Well, it doesn't go into detail explaining that. I'm so thinking it might be the case. Yeah, yeah. The house, the house sat down a little bit. And this guy just happened to catch air enough that he. Oh my God! Still. I'm waiting any day either, now. Either a really short front yard or a really long jump on that car, you know? They they showed a picture, but the picture was, like, zoomed in on the house, so you don't see the surroundings. You just see the house with a car on the roof. That's screwed up. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, okay, bleeper. now there, there's another news article, and this okay. one's pretty serious. All right. Okay, okay, good. We like serious. It's a we warning. Serious. On a serious note. We can do serious. Ladies and gentlemen, public announcement from Roger uh, regarding uh, said news item. Yeah. Don't let your kids eat your air fresheners in your cars. Oh, I heard that on the news the other night. I mean, to me, it just seems self-explanatory. You know, it's an air freshener. It's not candy. Did, don't don't let the kids eat it. Did you see the packaging, though? Yeah. That looks just like a freaking pack of some kind of new candy. Uh, except that it says poot, poot, poot all over it, indicating that it would, like, clear a foul odor. You know, but they yeah. but it's a colorful package, and it's called what's the name of the product, Raj? Something fruity? Uh, fruit bomb. Fruit bomb. Sounds like a freaking candy to me. So these kids see the packaging, looks new. Fruit bomb. Oh, let's give it a try. The one girl, one girl I was watching on the news said she ate some of the powder and then tried the liquid, and her friend like opened the whole package and dumped it into her mouth. They had to go nice. to the ho- they had to go to the hospital and like. Uh, Get their stomach pumped or something. I don't know. That happens to me at least every once a week. Well, there, there's a uh, a cleaner I've seen in the supermarket. I don't remember the the brand name, but to me it looks like you know a kid's drink. I mean, it looks like Kool Aid, and it comes in you know fruity uh, scents. And uh, to me, I think that's kind of silly because you're enticing a, a child to try it. I mean, it's got the uh, candy like. Uh, fruit fragrance, but of course it's got ammonia mixed in with it. But what does a kid know? The giant candy-like button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, while we're thing. on this topic, actually, uh, not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a big story about um, several people mistaking tiki torch fuel for apple juice. Oh, ex- exactly. I was just going to bring that up. I remember seeing that. Apple go ahead juice. And- Apple, go ahead and talk a little bit about that. Dennis. go ahead. I have my own comments. Well, about there were several people up here in uh, the Northeast region. One of the victims was actually, um, unfortunately, a very young child, and um, I don't think she pulled through. There was a fatality. There were two fatalities, an old woman, too, 
an older woman. I believe woman, so, yes. An elderly woman, woman and I believe a younger child. Died, Roger. They drank tiki torch fluid because they thought it was apple juice. How do you mistake tiki torch fuel for apple juice is what well, I wonder. Well, first of all, in the news, on the news story that I was watching on TV, they put the two containers side by side, and I said to myself, these don't look at all alike. The containers are totally a different shape. One looks like what I'm used to seeing as tiki torch type of stuff. Fuel. Or, you know, yeah. fuel container. And the other one looked like a juice container. Sure, they're both plastic bottles. They're similar. The liquid inside was amber colored. But Jesus Christ, when you open a bottle of Tiki Torch, do you not smell that shit? I mean, even if you're just about to take a swig, you're going to get that much down your gizzard? You know what I mean? I don't understand. I guess it probably wouldn't take much to do some serious damage to your lungs. No, Well, you're not going to swallow it down your lungs. You're going to, you know, it's going to do it your esophagus and your gut. The problem I get here is, first of all, your apple juice should be nowhere near where you store your Tiki Torch fluid. Yeah. Your tiki, your tiki you torch fluid should be. You shouldn't keep be, your tiki torch oil in the uh, fridge. No, you shouldn't even <laughs> it, keep it your. It doesn't tiki, need refrigeration after opening. You don't even keep your tiki torch fluid on the counter. You, when you're done using it, you stick it back under the sink, back under the pantry at the bottom where you keep other chemicals. You, or you put it where the place is that you keep things out of reach for kids where they won't get to it. You do not put apple juice or any other chemical, or you don't put anything drinkable near a chemical i'm sorry for the for the tragedies that have occurred resulting from this error in judgment or error you know in in identifying the 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 liquid that you want to drink but i have never in my life walked up to an item and and actually i i uh i did actually almost drink a ketchup because i thought it was my beer i picked up the wrong bottle by mistake i guess now seeing that I was lucky that it wasn't like a mini tiki torch bottle, right? That is true. Or yes. a lighter fluid or, or hot sauce or something like that. The lid was on, too. But you pick it up and you go, whoop, that ain't my beer because it feels different. There's something different about the texture of the bottle, the shape of the bottle, whatever. You just go, whoop, whoop that ain't my beer. That's freaking ketchup. Uh, but I just, I thought, I feel bad for the people who lost their grandmother or mom or whoever and the, and the, do- and the girl that, or the boy or whoever, young girl. the young yeah. girl that died. That is a tragedy. I will not make light of that at all. People, be careful and uh, just keep your tiki torch fluid or whatever kind of chemicals you have down under the sink, away from where children can get at it. Keep it in a place that is not associated with your liquids that you drink. You know, I mean, keep those things on the top shelf of your pantry and keep the chemicals down in the bottom corner. That's what I do. I keep my chemicals under the, under the kitchen sink primarily, and most of my stuff is in the garage or whatever that I don't, you know, like Windex and stuff I keep in the kitchen, but... You know. But didn't they get these people to the hospital? Well, the one, the, I think the woman was taken to the hospital, but she died. And I don't know about the girl. Uh. I believe the girl did was taken to the hospital, and um, I guess it was uh, also too late. That's just, well. it's, it's, it's a tragedy. It is. It's really, it shouldn't have happened. Should not have happened. Manufacturers maybe should uh, make a different kind of bottle that is explicit. Make it look like a chemical bottle. Make it not clear. Make it a solid color bottle. Blue. Make it look like a motor oil bottle. You know, I don't know. Make it bright blue with big letters on that say, Tiki Torch Fuel. Do not drink. I don't know. I would say anything besides a uh, clear plastic bottle. Yeah. For sure. 
Well, I didn't see the bottle that, you know, they drank from, but I've seen Tiki Torch fuel in the stores, and it, it's pretty clear to me that it's Tiki Torch right. fuel. The only thing I can think of is that maybe the parents had taken the labels off the bottle. Right. Holy crap, we've been talking over 20 minutes already. Just on news items. Rod, you got anything else? Um, no, we'll leave it at that. So let's head into our uh, discussion of exorcisms. Dennis, you uh, you were actually preparing yourself for this uh, discussion tonight because you're, I guess, interested in this kind of subject matter. You watched a movie recently about it, and you had a couple of TV shows that you watch frequently, paranormal kind of shows that had some episodes on about uh, exorcism. What kind of stuff have you learned about or heard or whatever about this? Any stories there? Well, two shows that I watch religiously every week, um, one being uh, The Paranormal State on A&E, and the other one being Ghost, uh, Ghost Hunters. Good, just, just briefly, let me on comment. You have a very good voice for radio, by the way. They're on Sci-Fi Channel. They're on a Sci-Fi Channel. You said Paranormal State. Paranormal State's on A and E. A and E. What was the other one? Uh, Ghost Hunters. Ghost Hunters on the Sci-Fi Channel. Two shows I, I'm very interested in. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the Ghost Hunters because I think they miss a lot of stuff, and I think they either intentionally miss a lot of stuff because it leaves the show entertaining and not. Uh, um, it doesn't totally, you know, crush the possible, ooh, maybe there's something to it kind of thing for the for the viewer. So they, they don't go into a lot of detail and they, they overlook a lot of stuff. I think a real ghost hunter should should take everything into consideration and, and rule out everything before they can conclude something, you know. Uh, Absolutely. But anyway, it is an interesting show. I do like watching it for the entertainment value, creepy, spooky kind of scenarios where you're going in and, you, you know, you never know. Your imagination can run wild and get a little uh, spooked or whatever. It's fun. So I, I, I am on board for that kind of thing, for entertainment. It's neat. So anyway, continue about your the episodes they had on recently about exorcisms or something um, in the Paranormal State, you said? Well, the show that I've been watching for probably, uh, this is the second season now of Paranormal State. And... Um, what they pretty much do is they'll go in and, um, similar to the other show, Ghost Hunters, they'll go in with a more uh, technical approach where they would rather prove that there is nothing going on, no- nothing paranormal going on in the household okay. and whatnot, or the location that they're investigating. This is Paranormal State. Paranormal State, They yes. do go above and beyond and say... They use EVPs, the thermal cameras... A lot of uh, technical equipment. EMFs. Electromagnetic field. Uh, or EVPs, uh, electro- EV- electronic uh, voice phenomenon. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's a phenomenon, not, a, not a, uh, a, a measuring device, you know? Sure. Uh, well, that EVP, is that uh, where they just run a recording and then listen back to see if they hear right. anything? That's right. Roger and I have talked about stuff like that. You got a comment on that, Roger? Well, I just don't believe that that really works too well, because every time I've seen anything or read anything on it, people are hearing stuff, but it's stuff that they want to hear. Right. They, and then, you know, they'll play the tape that they say, you know, oh, little Johnny is calling to me, and you listen to it, and it's like, uh, no. Yeah. It's... I don't I don't it's, hear it's, it. It's, it's almost obvious to you that there's some other sound creating... A kind of uh, a kind of 
vague noise that might be misconstrued or might be misheard as something else. But if somebody else... Or they're running so many filters, you know, running the file through so many filters that, you know, it's just distorting the sounds. To, right. And it sounds like something else. Or... But I've yet to actually hear a clear voice. Come you know what through. I often think is they walk they they walk around with their recorder and and as you mentioned once in our po- one of our podcasts, you're out and you're a recorder. You digitally record things for a sound effect CDs that you make, and uh, you said that you it's amazing what you don't notice when you're out there by when you're out there recording that you actually notice later on when you play back. For example, you use right. an example of someone's air conditioner. Air, you know, a central air unit kicking on uh, two yards down when you're trying to record something, and you don't notice it because you just, you know, your mind kind of blocks it out. But you're listening to a. Oh, you're just so used yeah, to it. Yeah, and you listen to your playback, and you go, oh, crap, the freaking air conditioner kicked on. And then you start hearing other sounds, too. Now, what if a guy's walking through a quote unquote haunted house with his little recorder, and he's wearing a windbreaker jacket, and he walks through a doorway trying to get noises and his windbreaker brushes up against the uh, door jam and you hear like a... Right? Picked up picked yeah. up on the recorder, but he didn't notice it because it was just his jacket. Some I, I know that there are guys out there who record EVPs and if there's any listening right now, they're going to y- be yelling at me right now. I know that there are guys out there who uh, record this stuff and if someone burps, they go, John just belched. Or if someone farts, they go, Fred just farted. Or if a car goes by outside, they go, car just went by. And they'll record stuff, and they'll make an, a, a verbal note right there on the recording of what just happened. They acknowledge hearing something that cannot be misconstrued as a voice. But what if an amateur, or, you know, I use that term loosely in, in the field of ghost hunting. Um, what if someone walking through there has that windbreaker brush against the door jam? doesn't notice it because like Roger said you don't notice stuff all the time when you're there your your mind doesn't think about it and you catch that on recording and then you go back and listen to it and you and you hear something that sounds like I'm here waiting or something like what are you doing here but it was the guy's jacket fluttering against the door jam you can you can hear whatever you want to hear whatever you think you're hearing your mind will even even embellish it even more you know yeah that that's what I think is the case most of the time just a, a a sound that wasn't noted at the time, listened to later on and misconstrued, or noise or noise in. Uh, I mean, if if you just move one of these things around in your hand, if it's not properly uh, constructed, you can hear you can hear me and Dennis playing with our microphones and stuff. If this guy's walking around with a handheld recorder and he just happens to move it in his hand, or or it picks up noise from the sleeve of his shirt nearby, or he breathes on the microphone by mistake, and you're going to, you know, something like that. And then you've got a, a compressed MP3 that this thing is producing for you. You might get a little bit of lossy quality. There's a lot of things. What I'm getting to is there's a lot of things to consider that could be, you know, proof that this is not a ghostly you know, manifestation, these voices and things that are heard on these EV. Oh, peace. That was not me. There must be a demon in the room or something like that. That certainly sounded like there was something I think, present. I think this, I think this is going to be a haunted episode. We got these. Did you get that on any uh, EVP recorder? <laughs> that was live right here, folks. Do we got it? We have a demon like, like making like screams and belching noises in the room. It's amazing. But I just think, I think we need to be more critical I think people need to be more honest with themselves and honest with others 
that what I've recorded here and think is a voice might not be a voice. Let me find out and exhaust every other possibility. And the problem there is it's an audio recording and the further away you get from that moment when you recorded it, the further away you get from being able to go back and analyze what actually happened that day, the worse the memory gets, the worse the recollection gets when you think of, of well, this is what I, you don't know what you were exactly wearing. You don't know if your shoe scuffed against something. You don't know if your windbreaker scuffed against the door jam or if somebody walked on a loose board. You don't know these things. The further away you get, the less you know about what actually happened that day. It's not video. It's just an audio recording of, of the ambience of that room that day. And, and, and that's a hard thing to analyze. You can get audio experts up the wazoo to analyze this stuff and go, well, uh, sounds authentic because it's a sound. Well, yeah. But what was it that made the sound? You know? Anyway, that's my two cents. Let's get back to the exorcist thing. Because yeah, that's what we want to do. We want to talk about the exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your what? What was the uh, most recent episode you said you rewatched today to get prepared for our discussion? Exorcisms on the paranormal state. They had an exorcism or something like that. Um. I yeah. I was watching reruns. Actually, they were showing reruns of Paranormal State. Um. All episodes. Um. From this season. Uh. The season's now over, but um. Out of the, I believe it was twelve episodes that they they aired. Um, there was probably about a good three or four exorcisms that they had uh, conducted. Okay. At your, the inv- your thoughts on these exorcisms? Uh, you, you I want? have to say I'm not a uh, not a big believer okay. on the exorcism um, approach. Okay. I think it's more of a um, a person that is either labeled or claims that they're possessed. I think it's more of a, uh, I would have to say, psychological disorder, maybe schizophrenia, okay. people can uh, be paranoia. People, some people are very open to suggestion, you know, and, and they can be, they they'll almost uh, behave the way you want them to behave if they really believe that something's wrong with them, and that they might be possessed by a demon. They might actually start acting that way subconsciously because they think that's the way that they're expected to respond to someone who's trying to uh, exercise the demons within. What are your thoughts on this, Raj? You got anything uh, to add to the uh, exorcism? Oh, not really, but I'd just like to say that I really believe, uh, agree rather, with uh, what Dennis is saying. I think that it's all uh, psychological, too. On both parts, right? The part of the, the... victim and the part of the exorcist who's got to go in and or plural if you want the the people or person who has to go in and believes that they need to exercise these demons they they maybe not so psychological in that respect but they believe that this is a demonic possession or a spirit possession and they have to do something to save this person and the person who actually is the possessed either believes that they're possessed and so is exhibiting these things, I mean, or maybe they have a psychological problem. Uh, and these other people who who believe that, they're, that this person is possessed might be doing harm because this person might need some real counseling, some real help. And they're, or medication. Or medication. Maybe this person's having a seizure. 
and these and you can have a a small you know set of, remote group of people somewhere who are just closed off from the rest of the world who who believe that seizures are evidence of of demons and and the spirit world and good and evil so they'll they'll want to exercise these demons from this person who's actually having like a epileptic fit or something i don't know it's crazy i just don't think there has been enough uh documented um incidents right out there and there to and actually say that they're an exorcism um is something that uh is something that's actually believable. Right. Or something that's real. Real. That exorcisms or exorcism yeah. that the demonic possession is real. I don't I don't I, I'm I'm open. I'd like to see I mean maybe maybe there is something to it. I don't think there is. I think a lot of it has to do with Hollywood. They make the movie The Exorcists. Great sure. great movie. Classic. It's had sequels. There's other movies you mentioned one what the heck was the one? The Exorcism of Emily Ruse. Yeah. I think I saw that, but it was a while back. That was a that was a pretty good one. I like the movies. It's inter- it's entertainment. I love horror movies. First of all, I don't necessarily believe all this stuff, but I think Hollywood and the and the, the I think people are, just, are are I don't know. I think pe- there are a lot of people out there uh, in in our culture who are ready, too ready to believe sometimes what they see in movies and see on TV without thinking really critically about it. And and you can say on one hand, well, what's the harm? You know, it's it's entertainment for them and stuff like that. Well, if someone believes something strongly enough, it could, it could uh, affect the way they behave, the way they handle their life and whatever else. And if it's someone in public office or something like that you, you know you got a problem for example <laughs> i do have a uh news farticle i was saving farticle farticle of news in the daily review louisiana state university daily review online edition here i'm looking at did you know that louisiana's mayor or governor i'm sorry louisiana's governor uh bobby Jindal uh, actually participated in a quote-unquote exorcism where where he and 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 it's written he had he had written a piece about it himself had written something about it uh, when he was in co- in college or something like that but uh, had participated in an exorcism where they actually uh, were compelled at one point. I compel you. Yes, they were. They were trying to to vanquish the demons from this poor person, a woman, I think, a girl. And at one point, she tried to flee. Well, you know, I don't know about you, but I would try to run away from people who were holding me down. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, so their their energy and 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 will were revived, and they captured her and held her down even more forcefully to exercise these demons. I don't know about you, but this seems a little twisted. And now this guy's the governor of Louisiana. How fitting. But there are a lot of people in Louisiana, and he firmly believes, uh, I think, I, I personally think separation of church and state all the way. I do not think religion should have any influence over the way someone runs their, runs their office 
or runs their political uh, ventures. You know, I think that needs to be logical and thought out and commonsensical and not subject to prayers and beliefs and things like this because quite frankly that all that can't be proven you know the prayers can't be proven to have any beneficial effect uh, any more than like saying just sitting down and meditating for a little while might make you feel better and do a good job at something you know so call it what you want i just think that religion and, and state should be separate uh religion and politics but but here you got this guy who's claimed to you know take part in an exorcism and i just don't think it should my point is we need to be concerned about the separation of church and state it is important because religion as a belief has no right to dictate what happens in public policy because what happens in public policy needs to be based on fact evidence logic and not belief you know what i mean that's the way i feel so, so the, being that this guy is the governor of Louisiana, being that there's a lot of people who support him, is just amazing to me. Uh, and that he's that he's such a devout believer, and performed an exorcism, which is mind-boggling, and now he's in public office. But and I don't really want to get political with this podcast. These are just my my personal feelings on the subject, um, for what they're worth. Probably not much. I mean, it's like. I don't know, exorcism. It's like, just, you know, make a psychic and governor. You know what I mean? This guy performed an exorcism and held person held a person down bodily so they could not leave or flee the area. That's not, that's, someone who does that is someone who really believes in that. And, and we've already discussed that there, could, there are probably other possibilities why this person wanted to flee them. First of all, like I said, I'd want to flee someone who was holding me down too. I just... I just think that's nuts. You know, you, you depends on who that person is that's holding you down. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. good point. It's a it's a big it's a big red flag for me that this guy participated in it would be it should be a big red flag for anybody. Even if you are a religious person, even if you do believe in God. I mean, it should be a, it should raise a red flag to anybody. This guy wants to be governor, performed an exorcism. This this does not work together. What are your thoughts on that, Raj? Uh, I really don't have any thoughts on that. Oh, okay. Leave your extracurricular activities at home. Leave your extracurricular activities at home. Exactly. So, uh, so exorcism stories, anything like that? You got any, uh... Well, I can't say that I performed one myself. You haven't. But sometimes I feel that, uh, one should be performed on me. (laughs) (laughs) From time to time, I tend to lose control possibly believe that I, uh, I I could be possessed myself. I I could be possessor, I think. What about you, Raj? Could you be possessed? I don't think so. If you were possessed by anything, what would it be, Raj? Uh, I don't know. You don't really get a choice in that, do you? I guess not. I don't hear any, any funny I mean, if, noises around if here. If you had a choice, uh, I don't think many people would be choosing to be possessed by some demon. No. Sometimes you just need to go there. Exorcism. Beehaw! <laughs> so, uh, who saw the movie Exorcist? Well, I saw it many, 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 many years ago. Right. I mean, I saw it many years ago and it, and, and a couple of years back rented it again. Or, well, not again. Rented it so I could check it out again. Would that be the original one or old, the original with, what is there now? Six or seven? I don't know, but I own Exorcist 3. 
which is not that great. The first one's just just a really good movie. Um, I saw it when I was like twelve, and in the vomit scene, I ran into my mom's room. I was like, Ew! you know, just grossed me out totally. I think my mom and dad were trying to get it on, and I interrupted them when I ran back in there. My dad <laughs> <laughs> and how old were you at the time? Eleven, maybe ten or eleven. Oh. I said twelve, right? That would have been too old to go running. Oh, that explains the uh, state of mind that you're in today. Watching The Exorcist at uh, 12 years old. Yeah, right? But it grossed me out. I mean, the pea soup came flying. I was like, wow! And I ran down the hall. <laughs> Mom, she puked, she puked, she puked. You know? <laughs> it just grosses you out, you know? You don't know it's all fake. Well, guys, I'm going to sign off and get some sleep. All right, Raj. Let's all say goodnight to our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We hope you had fun of this Exorcism podcast. And uh, if you have any... Any suggestions or comments for uh, future shows, please stop by cosmic.myeyes.net and leave your comment. There's a new cosmic comment form. You can go and click through and send us, send us a message. And we'll share your message with our listeners, unless you specify otherwise. So uh, go ahead and stop by and say hey. Hey. And uh, if you do not want to go to the website, you can also email cosmicpirate at gmail.com. Thanks, Dennis Bonaducci, for visiting us. And thanks, Raj, again. And we'll uh, see you guys next week for another Good one. Good night. Good night. Happy exorcism. <laughs>